Take your Bibles and turn with me to 2 Chronicles chapter 24. And let us do just as we just sang and take time to pray. What a privilege it is to come before our God. So let us come to him. Our gracious God, we praise you for your goodness, your love for us. We thank you that we can come before your presence at any time and in any place that even you know our thoughts. Lord, may we take time to pray, even in those times when we don't even know how to put our thoughts into words. May we always take time to pray. Thank you so much for your word. May we learn from it this day. As we look again and wrap up the life of King Joash, teach us. May we truly, earnestly learn from his example set. The bad example, though, would be. And Lord, may it cause us more and more, day by day, to prepare our hearts to seek you and to know you to day by day be yielded to you, surrendered to you, and allow you to fill us and control us. We commit ourselves to you now, and we pray that you would teach us in this hour and that we would grow closer to you, whether young or old. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Second Chronicles 24. We've been learning about the boy king, haven't we? King Joash became king at seven years old. When I was seven years old, I thought that was really cool. But now that I'm 37 years old, I don't think I would ever want to be king at seven years old. How about you guys? Any of you want to be king at seven years old? I, another question. Do any of you want to be king at all? Uh, we sometimes think of kings as these great, privileged, powerful people. But boy, is there great responsibility in being king. Last time we looked at King Joash, we compared him with Psalm chapter 1. Remember that? We looked at Psalm chapter 1 and we tried to ask some questions about King Joash in relation to Psalm 1. You remember that when his foster dad the high priest Jehoiada died. All the princes came before him. They did obeisance to him. That means they bowed down to him. And they persuaded him to forsake the Lord and serve other gods. Remember that? Turn with me again to Psalm 1, just to put it in our minds again as we look today. I love the songs we sang earlier about the Word of God because really so much of what we're going to learn throughout this day today is about the Word of God and prayer. Psalm chapter 1, it says this, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so but are like the shaft, which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. What an amazing song! Contrasting two types of people. This song King Joash had in his day, for it was written by King David many generations before him. His great, 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 great grandfather had written Psalms chapter 1. 
And do you remember the last time we saw King Joash? He had just commanded that his own foster family, the sons of Jehoiada, be killed. Do you remember what stirred him up to do this? It was when perhaps his childhood playmate, Zedekiah, one of the sons of his foster dad, Jehoiada, came into his presence, and do you remember what he said? He said to him, Thus saith God, Why transgress ye the commandments of the Lord that ye cannot prosper? Because ye have forsaken the Lord, he also hath forsaken you. Now, did you catch something there? He says you cannot prosper because you've forsaken the Lord. Did you see here in Psalm 1 what he says is the, the key to uh, prosperity? The one here who whatsoever thou doest shall prosper. This is the one who is the blessed man who does not, uh, does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly nor stand in the way of sinners nor sit in the seat of the scornful, but is rather one whose delight, joy, passion is in the law of the Lord and in his law doth he meditate day and night. This is the one who shall be like the prosperous tree, the one who in all whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Do you see the contrast? Zechariah has warned him that you are transgressing the commandments of the Lord. You have forsaken his law. You cannot prosper. And in his, I don't know if I call it his rage, his anger, his, his selfishness, whatever it may have been, he commands that this prophet is executed. I remember last week we did a little bit of review in Psalm chapter 1. And we asked the question, do you think that as the news came back, of the death of Zechariah and of others in the house of Jehoiada, that it was a wake-up call, that it shook him, that when he heard that Zechariah had been stoned to death in the very temple of Jehovah, that he, he's like, oh, no, do you think? Or, or when he heard the last words of Zechariah, who said, the Lord, look upon it and require it. Well, what's that mean? That means the Lord see this injustice. The Lord see this murder. And he require it. He require justice of the murderers. And who's the key ringleader behind the murders? King Joash. King Joash is. And so as you think he hears this, you think he stops everything and turns to God? I so wish I could report to you this morning that he did. I so wish I could. But I can't. He did not repent. He did not have a change of mind. He did not turn to seek God. He did not prepare his heart to seek God. He continued in his rebellion, in his obstinance, and in his wickedness. And you know what? God had to judge him. You may remember another king. How many of you remember Haziel? From what kingdom was Haziel? Who knows? From what kingdom was Haziel? Surely, Elijah and Mr. Tolosa aren't the only ones who know. Capital city, Damascus? Any key rings, ideas? Oh, good, good, more, more, more. Okay, what was it? Syria. Syria, very good. Can I have Haziel come down on down here? Mr. Christopher. He was Haziel, right? Now, it's funny, because if we keep reading, you're going to find out that Haziel has a son who's named... Guess what? A really hard name, Ben-Hadad. Does that sound familiar? Well, that's because most kings in Syria are called Ben-Hadad, except for you. Can anybody remember perhaps why 
For the most part, when the kings of Syria are identified, they're identified as Ben-Hadad, which is a title like Pharaoh in Egypt. It's a title of the king, the son of king. Um, but yeah, he's Haziel. Why, why do you think he's identified as Haziel and not Ben-Hadad? Any ideas? Elijah? Ah, because you killed Ben-Hadad, and you're not the son of a king. He created his own new dynasty. Haziel, yes, the king of Syria. Now, you just go on over here and hang out in Syria for a little while. As I have king of Judah come on up here. King of Judah, Joash. I've just told everybody that you, you are not following in the right way. That hangs on your ears, doesn't it? There you go. Here we have King Joash. Now, I've already told you that he doesn't follow in the Lord's ways. He doesn't follow in the Lord's ways. He follows in his own way, which is really sad. And we won't take all the time to review it here this morning, but just a few thoughts. Continue in God's word. Remember the song we sang just a few minutes ago? We don't know when Christ calls us home. So we continue in God's word. I think one of the great failures here in the part of King Joash is that he was a man tossed to and fro. He was carried about by every wind of doctrine rather than being firmly anchored in the word of God, firmly grounded in the word of God. And it's not just resulted in a wrong way of thinking. It's resulted in horrific actions. Haziel. You guys know anything about him? Ah, you do. But let me remind you a little bit about him. Who remembers who anointed him to be king? Who anointed him to be king? Elisha did. Elisha anointed him to be king. And when Elisha anointed him to be king, what did Elisha do? Does anybody remember? Nathaniel? He wept. He cried. Does anybody remember why? Mr. Tolosa? God was going to use him to punish his own people, and he was going to be a cruel man, and Elisha knew it. And he didn't quite kill him, but you're close to what he did. He did something, we're going to find out. But it wasn't pleasant. It wasn't pleasant. It was something horrible that he had already been doing in Israel, and now we learn more of it in Judah Look with me now at 2 Chronicles 24. It tells us in verse 23, right after it's recorded that Zechariah said, the Lord look upon it and require it. And it came to pass at the end of the year that the host of Syria came up against him and they came to Judah and Jerusalem and destroyed all the princes of the people from among the people and sent all the spoil of them unto the king of Damascus. Now notice some people here. You know some of these people. It says here that they destroyed all the princes of the people from among the people. Do you remember a few weeks ago when we had that whole crowd of princes come up here? That's them. They've been killed by the host of Syria. And they've carried away the spoil of them. Do you guys know what that means? Have you ever heard of a kid getting spoiled? Normally, that means that you give the kid too much stuff, and he gets spoiled. He becomes um, not 
not worthless, but he, becomes, he causes big problems in his character and who he is. Well, did you know that you can spoil somebody by giving them too much? And you can also spoil them by taking everything away. And that's what this is. This is not giving them too much. This isn't coming in and giving the king of, the king of Judah all the ice cream he wants whenever he wants it. Oh, no, no, no. This is taking away everything from him. All of his riches. That's the reason why spoil is such a fascinating word is because that's kind of what it does to a person's character when you, when you lavish them or when you give them more than they ought to have. It does the same as if you gave them and took away everything they had. And that's what's going on here. They took away everything. They spoiled them. They took all their stuff and they brought it back to the king of Damascus. Now you might be thinking, well, this is no big deal. Obviously, the king of Syria was stronger than the king of Judah, right? Well, it does say here that the host of Syria came up against him. Well, let me, let me illustrate this here just in a little perspective. Can I have some helpers? Nathan, Elijah, Micaiah, Charlie, Jack. Okay, guys, you want to be soldiers? Go over there by him. Well, just, just you go over by him. You're on Syria's side. And here you guys are. Now, you guys are, you guys are with him. Now, it doesn't record for us exactly how big the armies were. But you know what we find out? We find out that the Syrians actually only came with a small company. A little, little army of men, a small company of men, and that the king of Judah had, it says here, a very great host. Now, it wasn't just one, two, three, four guys, but take for a moment and just imagine that this represents a thousand each, 4,000 soldiers. That's a lot of people. And over here, there's just a thousand, or maybe even just a hundred. Now, tell me, if these guys all went up against, because you stay in Damascus, yeah, so why don't you just go hang out in the corner over there in Damascus, and you're his, you're his host, you're his small company. Now, do you think that you'd be able to beat all them? What do you guys think? Do you think he could beat all them? Oh, who says? Let me, oh my you guys have forgotten some history. Can you take your Bibles and turn with me back to the book of Joshua? Can you turn back to Joshua with me? Before Joshua died, God used him to convey some promises to Israel. And in Joshua chapter 23 and verse 10, Joshua tells the nation of Israel, Israel, that one man of you shall chase a thousand. One man shall chase a thousand. Now picture that. You guys are here of Israel. He's, he's Syria. Okay, this isn't made to him. So one of you, just not, not a hundred, not a thousand, one of them can chase a thousand of them. Ooh, does that sound very good for you? Hmm. I got a question here before we go on. How many of you think you know what's going to happen in this account? Okay. How many of you don't have any idea what's going to happen in this account? Some of you didn't raise your hands at all. Take it for a moment, though. Just imagine you don't know what's going to happen here. They have promises guaranteed to them. That one shall chase a thousand. <laughs> that doesn't sound very good for him. But let's look a little closer at this promise. You notice I didn't read the whole verse, did I? In fact, really, in order for me to get the entire context of it, I had to read the entire chapter. But we don't have time for that this morning. But look at the rest of verse 10. The promise is one man of you shall chase a thousand. Four. 
the Lord your God, he it is that fighteth for you as he hath promised you. You see, the reason why one of you can chase a thousand is because God's on your side and God's going to do the fighting for you and so God's going to win the battle. And that's the whole reason why just one of you can chase a thousand. That's prosperity in battle, isn't it? But pause. Now come to this moment here. These are promises applying to this nation. Here. One shall chase a thousand. So if they have just a tiny little army, they should be able to beat a great host. But on this particular occasion, that's a tiny little army, and this is a great host. So of course, obviously, you guys are going to win, right? Remember what Zechariah said? The Lord look upon it and require it. And what did he say before? Ye cannot prosper because ye have forsaken the Lord and he hath also forsaken you. Now this changes things, doesn't it? The one shall chase a thousand. Why? Why? Why could one chase a thousand? Because that one was so smart and brave? Why? Micaiah, why? What did the verse say? Can you help him out? Because God was with them. Yeah. But now we got a problem with this guy and this group because it says, you have forsaken the Lord and the Lord has forsaken you and you shall not prosper. So now we come here. A little company of men over here against the very great host of Judah. Who's going to win? Now, he's going to come and tackle you guys, and I know you guys could probably win against him, but you need to imagine that what's taking place back in history took place here, and you all lose, and you get wounded. So let the battle go. Get him, Nathan, get him. <laughs> Micaiah is determined to win this. Hey, Micaiah, you're supposed to be the one who dies in this day. Now, you see, this isn't working, is it? I mean, Nathan's in serious trouble. Okay, you die. You're dead. Okay, I'll be the one. You're dead. You're dead. Hey, you're dead. <laughs> oh, he hit my finger too. He's determined to fight. You know, I told them all just lay down, but you know, I don't think they just laid down that day, do you? No, I think they fought like him. Did I hurt you? Okay, good. My finger hurts. <laughs> you know, these guys didn't just do what I told them to do and just lay down and die. Judah fought hard. But there was a problem. Look with me at 2 Chronicles 24, verse 24. For the army of the Syrians came with a small company of men. And the Lord delivered a very great host into their hand because they had forsaken the Lord God of their fathers. So they executed judgment against Joash. God used the army of Syria to judge them. And by the way, reading between the lines, I think this guy got wounded. Why? Well, the next verse says, And when they had departed from him, for they left him in great diseases. Hmm. 
Does that mean he was wounded? That means he had great... Well, I don't know exactly what it means. But it reminds me of another prophecy back in the days. You know, we were looking back at Joshua. Joshua said, one shall chase a thousand because the Lord will fight for you. Did you know that God had also, long time before Zedekiah, warned Israel, warned the kings of Judah, you serve me, I bless you. You forsake me, I will judge you. And one of the judgments is that foreign kings would come in and invade them. Foreign kings would come and cause trouble. It says in, um, in, in Deuteronomy 28, 49, that the Lord shall bring a nation against thee from far from the end of the earth, as swift as an eagle flieth, a nation whose tongue thou shalt not understand, a nation of fierce countenance, which shall not regard the person of the old, nor show favor to the young. And he shall eat the fruit of thy cattle and the fruit of thy land until thou be destroyed. That's just describing exactly what Syria, Haziel, did to Israel. He spoiled them, taking all of their goods, and he brought havoc and destruction to them because they served not God. And here now we find Joash left in great diseases. And he saw him, he just got up from his crown and from his, his throne, and he came over here and sat down. You know what? No, no. You, you just collapse up there in your bed. Just find a comfy spot there on the floor. He is left in great diseases. Thank you, soldiers. You guys can go back to your seats. Not you yet. Here we have these. He's left in great diseases. Does that remind you also of something from Deuteronomy 28? Deuteronomy 28 and verse 59 says, Then... The Lord will make thy plagues wonderful. That doesn't mean wonderful as in good. That means wonderful that they're going to be so bad that you are going to wonder how on earth and where on earth this came from. That's what it means. Your plagues will be this. Even great plagues. Sore sickness and of a long continuance. This battle took place and... Joash, he was he, he wounded, and it implies that they left him in great diseases, meaning that they may have actually gone all the way in and found this guy like this, sprawled in his bed, too weak to even stand up because God was judging him, not only by the armies from without, but by a sickness here. A sickness here. He's left in great diseases. So now, here, picture Joash. Zedekiah said, the Lord see it, the Lord require it. The armies have come in that very year. They've attacked him. He's now left in great sicknesses. And you know what? I need two helpers. Hmm. James, Philip, you guys want to be my helper? Come on, you guys be my helper. You guys get cool names. What kind of? I'll wait till you get up here to tell your names. You both have the word bad in your name. Do you guys want to be bad guys? Oh, come on. Somebody has to play the bad guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come here. Look at this. Get this dagger. You see, these two guys here, you know what your names are? Zabad. You're going to be Zabad. And, and you you're going to be Jehozabad. you like Jehozabad. Well, you see these two guys? They're not actually Israelites. They're from Moab. But they are servants to Joash. And these two come up with a plan. You know what their plan is? We're going to kill King Joash. Does this sound like something you guys want to do? I didn't think so. But, but Zabad and Jehozabad wanted to do that. And they conspired together. And they found him in his great diseases. And I don't know how much he snuck in. But you know what they did? They killed him. Aren't you going to groan? And now, 
he's dead. You guys did it. Now I know you all say, no, you did not did it. Well, these two guys, these two gods, Zabad and Jehozabad, they killed the king of Judah. It says they killed him on his bed, and he died. And do you know why they did it? This is fascinating. This is really actually very intriguing. It says that you guys did this for the blood of the sons of Jehoiada the priest. You know what these guys were doing? They thought they were doing justice and coming and killing the king. But you know what we're going to find out? Even with that, God says, no, 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 that wasn't your place. And in fact, Joash's son becomes king. And it's recorded by the narrator, which is indirectly the Holy Spirit, that these two men were executed. You know what that means? That means you get killed. They were executed because they murdered their king. And as soon as that's recorded, do you know what it says? It says this was exactly as was recorded in the law of Moses, that they were to be killed. But Joash's son was wise in that he didn't do what most kings would do. Most kings would kill you two and your whole family. Would that be very nice? No. But as murdering the king, these two were executed by the next king. Thank you, guys. Joash. I'll be... <laughs> when I was a little guy, and I used to read about Joash, I had a Bible story book that only told about when he was a little boy. And so from seven years old till about, I was in junior high, I loved Joe Ash. Yeah, seven-year-old king, he's a boy king, wow. And then I learned the rest of his story. For the rest of my life since, I have trouble with Joe Ash. Such potential. Being saved, being rescued, being provided for, being taught by Jehoiada. That when Jehoiada dies, he turns from the Lord. I don't know if when I first learned I cried or was I just... I, I can distinctly remember in junior high learning the rest of the story. And it was funny, it's because I, I would have heard it. We had read it. We had, there, were, there were other cages looking back, I know, but it, when it hit me of what happened to him, it shook me. And I hope in some ways all of us are shaken in that way. Take heed. Take heed. Learn from this king. Learn from him. Take Psalm 1. Take the scriptures together and consider where you are at. What things threaten your relationship with God. Wake up. We're in a battle. Let's learn. Let's learn. From Joash. We don't have time to do all that I had thought we might do today, but can we do something here? Could I have some volunteers of all ages, of boys and men? Could you take your Bibles and come up here and, and line up? Turn to Psalm 19. Don't line up yet, but turn, turn to Psalm 119. Psalm 119. You perhaps know this psalm. It's a famous psalm. It's the longest chapter in the Bible. And you know what? It's all about the Bible. If you're there in Psalm 119, 
You may have Hebrew letters scattered throughout this, or at least some little divisions. I'm curious, of those who have your Bibles and you've turned there, how many of you have those divisions or those outlines of Hebrew letters? Okay, good, 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 good. Can, can I get a group of volunteers of men and boys to just come on up here and stand in a line here? And we'll take an opportunity to read each section. So read the first section, the Alpha, the Beit, and the Gamma. Or I'm, I'm using confusing Greek and Hebrew, the Gimel, Daleth. And, and can, we, can we take and kind of just read this for the time we have left here? And so just kind of get in, in an order here. And I've got the smaller mic here, Ethan, and I've got the taller mic up here, which is maybe too tall. And can we just follow and read? And each, each person read a section. Elijah, you want to start us off here? You can start with the small mic. Ethan, you got the mics here? And just follow along. Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies and that seek him with the whole heart. They also do no iniquity. They walk in his ways. Thou hast commanded us to keep thy precepts diligently. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep thy statutes. Then shall I not be ashamed when I have respect unto all thy commandments. I will praise thee with uprightness of heart when I shall have learned thy righteous judgment. I will keep thy statutes. Oh, forsake me not utterly. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way, by taking heed thereto according to thy word? With my whole heart have I sought thee, O let me not wander from thy commandments. Thy word have I hidden mine heart, that I might not sin against thee. Blessed art thou, O Lord, teach me thy statutes. With my lips have I declared all the judgments of thy mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of thy testimonies, as much as in all riches will meditate in thy precepts, and have respect unto thy ways. will delight myself in thy statutes, will not forget thy word. Deal, ooh. Deal bountifully with thy servant, that I may live, and keep thy word. Open thou mine eyes, that I, that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. I am a stranger in the earth, hide not thy commandments from me. My soul breaketh for the longing that it hath unto the judgments at all times. Thou hast rebuked the proud that are cursed, which do err from thy commandments. Remove, me, remove from me reproach and contempt, for I have kept thy testimonies. Princes also did sit and speak against me, but thy servant did meditate in thy statutes. Thy testimonies also are my delight and my counselors. My soul cleaveth unto the dust. Quicken thou me according to thy word. I have declared my ways, and thou heardest me. Teach me thy statutes. Make me to understand the way of thy precepts, so shall I talk of thy wondrous works. My soul melteth for heaviness. Strengthen thou me according unto thy word. Remove from me the way of lying, and grant me thy law graciously. I have chosen the way of truth. Thy judgments have I laid before me. I have stuck unto thy testimonies. O Lord, put me not to shame. I will run the way of thy commandments when thou shalt enlarge my heart. Teach me, O Lord, the way of thy statutes, and I shall keep it unto the end. Give me understanding, and I shall keep thy law. Yea, I shall observe it with my whole heart. Make me to go in the path of thy commandments, for therein do I delight. Incline my heart unto thy testimonies, and not to covetousness. Turn away mine eyes from beholding vanity, and quicken thou me in thy way. Establish thy word unto thy servant, who is devoted to thy fear. Turn away my reproach when I fear, for thy judgments are good. Behold, I have longed after thy precepts. Quicken me in thy righteousness. Let thy mercies come also unto me, O Lord, even thy salvation according to thy word. So shall I have wherewith to answer him that reproacheth me, for I trust in thy word. 
And take not the word of truth utterly out of my mouth, for I hoped in thy judgments. So shall I keep thy law continually forever and ever, and I will walk at liberty, for I seek thy precepts. I will speak of thy testimonies also before kings, and I will not be ashamed. And I will delight myself in thy commandments, which I have loved. My hands also will I lift up unto thy commandments, which I have loved, and I will meditate in thy statutes. Remember the word unto thy servants upon which thou hast caused me to hope. This is my comfort and my affliction, for thy word hath quickened me. The proud have had me greatly in derision, yet have I not declined from thy law. I remembered thy judgments of old, O Lord, and have comforted myself. Horror hath taken hold upon me because of the wicked that forsake thy law. Thy statutes have been my songs in the house of my pilgrimage. I have remembered thy name, O Lord, in the night, and have kept thy law. This I had because I kept thy precepts. Thou art my portion, O Lord. I have said that I would keep thy words. I entreated thy favor with my whole heart. Be merciful unto me according to thy word. I thought on my ways and turned my feet unto thy testimonies. I made haste and delayed not to keep thy commandments. The bands of the wicked have robbed me, but I have not forgotten thy law. At midnight I will rise to give thanks unto thee because of thy righteous judgments. I am a companion of all them that fear thee and of them that keep thy precepts. The earth, O Lord, is full of thy mercy. Teach me thy statutes. Thou hast dealt well with thy servant, O Lord, according unto thy word. Teach me good judgment and knowledge, for I have believed thy commandments. Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now have I kept thy word. Thou art good, and doest good. Teach me thy statutes. The proud have forged a lie against me, but I will keep thy precepts with my whole heart. Their heart is as fat as grease, but I delight in thy law. It is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I might learn thy statutes. The law of thy mouth is better unto me than thousands of gold and silver. Thy hands have made me and fashioned me. Give me understanding that I may learn thy commandments. They that fear thee will be glad when they see me, because I have hoped in thy word. <clears throat> I know, O Lord, that thy judgments are right, and that thou in faithfulness has afflicted me. Let, I pray thee, thy merciful kindness be for my comfort, according to thy word unto thy servant. Let thy tender mercies come unto me, that I may live, for thy law is my delight. Let the proud be ashamed, for they deal, dealt perversely with me without a cause but I will meditate in thy precepts. Let those that fear thee turn unto me, and those that have known thy testimonies. Let my heart be sound in thy statutes, that I be not ashamed. My soul fainteth for thy salvation, but I hope in thy word. Mine eyes fail for thy word, saying, when wilt thou comfort me? For I am become like a bottle in the smoke, yet do I not forget thy statutes. How many are the days of thy servant? When wilt thou execute judgment on them that persecute me? The proud have digged pits for me, which are not after thy law. All thy commandments are faithful. They persecute me wrongfully. Help thou me. They had almost consumed me upon earth, but I forsook not thy precepts. Quicken me after thy loving kindness so shall I keep the testimony of thy mouth. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Thy faithfulness is unto all generations. Thou hast established the earth, and it abideth. They continue this day according to thy ordinances, for they are all thy servants. Unless thy law had been my delight, I should have perished in my affliction. I will never forget thy precepts. For with them thou hast quickened me. 
I am thine. Save me, for I have sought thy precepts. The wicked have waited for me to destroy me, but I, have, I will consider thy testimonies. I have seen an end of all perfection, but thy commandment is exceeding broad. Oh, how I love thy law. It is my meditation all the day. Thou, through thy commandments, hast made me wiser than mine enemies, for they are ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for thy testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the ancients, because I keep thy precepts. I have refrained my feet from every evil way, that I may keep thy word. I have not departed from thy judgments, for thou hast taught me. How sweet are thy words unto my taste, yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through thy precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. I have sworn, and I will perform it, that I will keep thy righteous judgments. I am afflicted very much. Quicken me, O Lord, according unto thy word. Except I beseech thee the free will offerings of my mouth. O Lord, and teach me thy judgments. My soul is continually in my hand, yet do I not forget thy law. The wicked have laid a snare for me, yet I erred not from thy precepts. Thy testimonies have I taken as an heritage forever, for they are the rejoicing of my heart. I have inclined mine heart to perform thy statutes always, even unto the end. I hate vain thoughts, but thy law do I love. Thou art my hiding place and my shield. I hope in thy word. Depart from me, ye evildoers, for I will keep the commandments of my God. Uphold me according to thy word, that I may live, and let me not be ashamed of my hope. Hold thou me up, and I shall be safe, and I will have respect unto thy statutes continually. Thou hast trodden down all them that err from thy statutes, for their deceit is falsehood. Thou puttest away all the wicked of the earth like a dross. Therefore, I love thy testimonies. My flesh trembleth for fear of thee, and I am afraid of thy judgments. I have done judgment and justice. Leave me not to mine oppressors. Be surety for thy servant for good. Let not the proud oppress me. Mine eyes fail for thy salvation and for the word of thy righteousness. Deal with thy servant according unto thy mercy and teach me thy statutes. I am thy servant. Give me understanding that I may know thy testimonies. It is time for thee, Lord, to work, for they have made void thy law. Therefore I love thy commandments above gold, yea, above fine gold. Therefore, I esteem all thy precepts concerning all things to be right, and I hate every false way. Thy testimonies are wonderful. Therefore, doth my soul keep them. The entrance of thy words giveth light, it giveth understanding unto the simple. I opened my mouth and panted, for I longed for thy commandments. Look thou upon me, and be merciful unto me as thou... <clears throat> Eustace to do unto those that love thy name. Order my steps in thy word, and let not any iniquity have dominion over me. Deliver me from the oppression of man, so will I keep thy precepts. Make thy face to shine upon thy servant, and teach me thy statutes. Rivers of water run down mine eyes, because they keep not thy law. Righteous art thou, O Lord, and upright, and thy just judgment are thy judgments. Thy testimonies that thou hast commanded are righteous and very faithful. My zeal hath consumed me, because mine enemies have forgotten thy words. Thy word is very pure, therefore thy servant loveth it. I am small and despised, yet do not I forget thy precepts. Thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness, and thy law is the truth. Trouble and anguish have taken hold on me, yet thy commandments are my delights. The righteousness of thy testimonies is everlasting. Give me understanding, and I shall live. 
I cried with my whole heart. Hear me, O Lord, I will keep thy statutes. I cried unto thee, save me, and I shall keep thy testimonies. I preventing the dawning of the morning and cried, I hoped in thy word. Mine eyes prevent the night watches that I might meditate in thy word. Hear my voice according unto thy loving kindness, O Lord. Quicken, make, me, make alive me according to thy judgment. They draw nigh that follow after mischief. They are far from thy law. Thou art near, O Lord, and all thy commandments are truth. Concerning thy testimonies, I have known of old that thou hast found them, founded them forever. Consider mine affliction and deliver me, for I do not forget thy law. Plead my cause and deliver me. Quicken me according to thy word. Salvation is far from the wicked, for they seek not thy statutes. Great are the tender mercies of the Lord. Quicken me according to thy judgments. Many are my persecutors and mine enemies, yet do I not decline from thy testimonies. I beheld the transgressors and was grieved, because they kept not thy word. Consider how I love thy precepts. Quicken me, O Lord, according to thy loving kindness. Thy word is true from the beginning, and every one of thy righteous judgments endureth forever. Princes have persecuted me without a cause, but my heart standeth in awe of thy word. I rejoice at thy word as one that findeth great spoil. I hate and abhor lying, but thy law do I love. Seven times a day do I praise thee because of thy righteous judgments. Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Lord, I have hoped for thy salvation and done thy commandments. My soul hath kept thy testimonies, and I love them exceedingly. I have kept thy precepts and thy testimonies, for all my ways are before thee. Let my cry come near before thee, O Lord. Give me understanding according to thy word. Let my supplication come before thee. Deliver me according to thy word. My lips shall utter praise when thou hast taught me thy statutes. My tongue shall speak of thy word, for all thy commandments are righteousness. Let thine hand help me, for I have chosen thy precepts. I have longed for thy salvation, O Lord, and thy law is my delight. Let my soul live, and it shall praise thee, and let thy judgments help thee. I have gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek thy servant, for I do not forget thy commandments. Lord God, may this psalm truly ring in our hearts day by day. Oh, if only it was true for King Joash. But may we learn from Joash and heed the truth in this psalm and delight in your word and in your truth, your commandments, your statutes, your testimonies. Lord God, may daily we be yielded and surrendered to you that your Holy Spirit may quicken us, make us alive. Fill us and use us day by day and that we might bring good fruit forth to your glory, honor, and praise. We give ourselves to you now, we pray in Christ's name. Amen.